Warning. The podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed plot spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning the podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your tampon. You have been warned. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the... Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. Presented by RMJ Media. Welcome back to the movie book. This week we're going to be talking about 1997's Gummo. This is your host Ryan, joined as always Seth. Howdy y'all. And Roxy. And returning back to the movie pit podcast, Jesse. And for the first time we have Cameron. Not too bad. Oh, yeah. um, before we go around the around the room, saying what we've seen, what we want to see, I know last week we talked about and thanked all the listeners out there for getting us so close to eight hundred downloads and listens. As of sitting down to record this podcast tonight, <clears throat> we're sitting at nine hundred forty three. Holy shit! So thank you very oh, much my God, for thank jumping you so us much. So, almost over 150 listens this week that's bonkers so thank you very much yes um but now we'll get back to what we normally do seth what have you been watching what do you want to see what don't you want to see all right let's see here got a little list here of shit i've been doing uh let's see here i watched chud <laughs> cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. yeah for the first time never seen it always heard of it you know heard yeah. references to it uh and i loved it though the monsters were just awful but i mean <laughs> it was fun for what it was oh fuck you um uh, i saw the devil oh, it's like this korean horror film and it was insane it was like two oh, hours and 22 minutes movie. it's fucking bonkers like it, easily one of the just most sus- suspenseful films i think i've seen in a very long time yeah um, that was one of story. the ones that i got to see at the madcap oh they, lucky fuck. running there mm-hmm. um let's see here friday the 13th part two um that was fun uh Last of Us, the television show. Yeah, you were it's talking on, about that. It's on HBO. Uh, for those of you who might not know, it was a video game. Um, I played the shit out of both those games, and now it's a show, and it's badass. <laughs> I enjoyed uh I mean, I've only seen like a few episodes, but it's yeah. pretty damn good. Uh Black Swan, got down. I watched Yo, that you shit. You watched it? Uh-huh. It was a beautiful voyage. Yeah. It's a fucked up movie, right? I yeah. I <laughs> love that movie. Yeah, I see why. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Have you guys seen Black Swan? Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty magical man yeah. yeah darren aronofsky is so fucking good at what he does he's the guy that did requiem for a dream okay. and pie right yeah um but and that's all His i know new one is that brandon fraser movie the well that's him yeah oh fuck yes i didn't know that yeah oh i'm pumped now nice. yeah um, okay, sorry. Um, ABC's of Death. I finally finished it. <laughs> that was amazing. Now you have to watch the second one. Yes, I do. I do highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen that or have never heard of it. All you have to do is get to one. F is for fart. <laughs> yeah. All the all the Japanese ones were like just fucking crazy. Um, oh, God. 
Hobgoblin? Yo, oh, sorry. Sorry, no, we, we'll, I won't hear it. The but. one with the chair that... <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, just watch. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even yeah. going to say it. I'm just going to motion. There's... It... Yeah, I came home. You came home to that? And I was like... I was just because I usually just observe what he's watching. Uh, yeah. And I just I'm watching it. And I was just like, that's not a movie you want to blindly so walk in on. Yeah. Yeah. ABCs of death. It's okay. literally you got 26 different filmmakers and writers. Each of them get a letter of the alphabet and they have to make a horror movie about their letter. Mm-hmm. So like when I said F is for fart. That is literally what the segment about F is. It's all about farts. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And <laughs> oh, I highly recommend yeah. it. <laughs> it's way over the fucking top. They get so goddamn creative with them. Um, <laughs> and very literal at the same time with some of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hobgoblins. Oh, God. Yeah. That one. <laughs> the B-Flip Gremlins movie. <laughs> It was so bad. It was nowhere near Gremlins. Like I said, it was, it's, a, it's a terrible fucking movie. Yeah. But the way to watch that is to track down the episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 where they do Hobgoblin. Okay. <laughs> it makes it worth fucking watching. Yeah, it was something else. <laughs> that is a word for it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but uh, it happened. Um, <laughs> got down on some Phantasm. Oh, fuck yeah. And that was beautiful and amazing. You guys seen Phantasm? No. Oh, it's an amazing fucking movie. Yeah, it was beautiful. Don uh, Cascarelli. Uh, the guy who d- wrote and directed that did uh, Bubba Hotep. Are you fucking serious? As a heart attack. Oh, man. Well played. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm at uh, Hills Have Eyes. That was a thrill ride. <laughs> um, Never seen that. No, not, not the original. Mm-mm. It was something else. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because it's here, right? It's, Based in Arizona, right? New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. yeah. It looked like goddamn Arizona, that's for sure. Every place but there was this fucking desert looks like Arizona. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess I just don't leave it enough. <laughs> Everything's Arizona. Everything else is... Uh, Deathgasm was fucking badass. I love bad that ass. fucking movie. Yes. Um, I don't really know what to compare it to. Uh, There's really nothing you can compare it to. Uh, kind of like the Pick of Destiny ish, sort of, but with like black metal. In, yeah, I mean, and like just like this, um, and it's new. They're from New Zealand, and yeah. I think their 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 sense of humor just brings light to it. That did you ever see like Dale and Tucker versus the Evil? <laughs> no, like so the redneck or like whatever they are, whatever they are, they've got that special little kind of twang to it that makes it funnier. Oh, I, I don't know. They, um, and then uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. So, what'd you think of that one uh, jason first gets his hockey mask i was pumped about that i was like <laughs> finally because you don't really ever i didn't i had no idea when you see him he always has his goddamn mask but then when you start watching him and you're like leading up to it you're like oh he's <laughs> the first time you see him with a fucking bag over uh-huh. his head yeah with yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the burlap sack <laughs> he's like i'm playing halloween for murder <laughs> and that's that's where the fuck i'm at man what have you been watching Wife swap. <laughs> and oh, yeah. That show is pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> nice. There's a lot that goes on in it that's just like so ridiculous that you're like, there's no way that this is real or that these families exist and they're just like the weirdest families ever. It's crazy. 
they get like this like totally like clean mom like no animals kids are always cleaning or maybe they even have maids or something like that and um then they have like another mom or wife who is like has a bunch of animals and has like a dirty house yeah. it's like crazy and it gets pretty chaotic yeah i've heard that that uh, that tv show has caused a lot of divorces oh yeah oh no oh, way because yeah. the culture clash <laughs> Well, it's because so the wives learn something new, or the husbands learn something new, but from the new wife. Yeah. Oh. So the other wife, right? Their wife gets jealous and all that Ooh. stuff, and mm. it, yeah, because like this one episode I watched today, yeah, the wife walked out once the husband was like, "Yeah, I learned something from her," and she was like, "Nah, uh, uh-uh, uh," <laughs> yeah. and walked out. I'd be willing to bet there's a lot of like chicks get out of an abusive fucking relationship and see the other side and they're like wait this is how you treat oh, yeah. your wife yeah. i don't want to bet you anything there's some of that you think they'd roll the dice knowing that the the family was abusive they're like oh we want this yeah i mean if there was any kind of indication it's what they call reality the, the thing about that shit though is it's hard to see you never know what's actually happening it's really hard to see they should do that with hoarders <laughs> that would be pretty crazy where it's a whole family that lives in a hoarded ass house and they have right. to swap hoards and who knows because it would be a completely different but then again maybe it would open their eyes to be like holy shit this is how they keep their hoard like uh, you know afloat you know um maybe they could swap like bits and pieces yeah yeah, tricks and trades. I learned something about your horde. So, have you guys seen anything interesting? I have a feeling I know your answer. Nah, the last movie I saw was probably with you guys. I was gonna say, was it Krampus? <laughs> Hell yeah, I've been reading. It's that's the thing I do. Oh, shit, what'd you been reading? So, like, I finished this book just at the end of last year called IQ 84 and it's written by this Japanese author I can't think of his name right now but he writes extremely surreal shit so like at some point like basically the character she walks down she's a hitman and shit and she like walks down a flight of stairs on a way to go assassinate from someone and like from that point on shit just gets weird and she starts calling this new reality IQ 84 okay and like this other dude he ends up like and basically like there's this whole plot with this it's almost like mormons but like i don't want to call mormons like just really shut in religion like nobody knows anything about and they won't let anyone in and at some point like they all interplay with this weird religious thing that's going on and like the world's not the same though they're in a whole different kind of world and, and like they're just basically trying to see if they can escape this reality Okay. okay, but you also don't know if they're actually in another reality. Like it's just so surreal. You're kind of lost. Of like, I don't really know what's going on. How'd you learn about that book, dude? Uh, my mom was a fan of this dude. Oh, fuck yeah, dude! Dude wrote this stuff in like <laughs> the '80s. Like it's crazy. All of his books are crazy surreal. Like I, I read another one of his books where he's just like, like he's big into uh, World War II and what happened between the Chinese and the Japanese. Okay. And he loves talking about those kind of stories that oh, okay. are really messed up. 
All right, badass. So like he, he has this real. one part about like yeah, he was a soldier. He ends up at the bottom of a well after getting beaten up by Chinese soldiers. Jesus. And he just like sits down there and kind of loses his mind for a few days until someone drags him out of there right before death and like he's unsure about anything in reality. Like this is just how he writes though. He's not sure if he actually died in that he fucking likes, well. He likes bringing you to in this place where you're just like entered into a whole new reality. It's almost like being on acid or something. I That's guess. That's badass. Being able to like kind of paint your own picture because like, like he starts reflecting on what's going on in the world around him, like his life and stuff. And it just swirls and it just turns so surreal of like, is this reality? Is this actually happening? Or is this just like something going on in the story and you're never quite sure? It's, Could you relate it to like real world kind of shit too? Made you question your own reality as well? Yeah. Like it's ah, one of those of like, wait, is this actually ones. happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, Hang on a second. <laughs> reality check. Right. But then yeah, I finished Dr. Sleep. That was the next one. Like, that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as The Shining. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's more like a thriller. Uh, yeah, and I thought the whole concept of, like, the psychic vampire was It's a was fantasy thriller is what I call it. Yeah. Okay. Like, he, he still uses his power and stuff, but it's more like, I don't know. It's it's more like they go on an adventure to fight off some evil vampires. Yeah. Like, but they're also not vampires. Like, um, I don't know. Also, it's worth reading, but it's not as good as The Shining. But no. nothing's ever going to be as good as The Shining. So yeah, have, did you? I saw the film. That's all I. Know and now about I'm reading the first book of the Tower series because I kind of got stuck on Stephen King. I'm like, I keep hearing the Tower is a good series, so mm -hmm. I started The Gunslinger, and it's cool because he just like assassinated this whole town because like he's chasing this preacher dude who's I don't know he might be a devil or something. It's not really known yet, and like. He turns this whole town into a trap and he turns them basically on the zombies to come after this dude. And like there's this scene talking about how the gunfighter is sitting there just like it's almost like the old West. And he's sitting there popping off all these citizens who are fucking attacking him but <laughs> oh have no God. control over it. And he's like, Yeah, this little seven year old kid sliced him in the back of the capsule. He turned around, <laughs> blew his head off. Oh like, my God. Damn, King. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get some. He does yeah, that. Yeah, he just talks about killing children. In oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not shy King. about it. He's like, These little bastards got to die. Yeah, some <laughs> of the old King's still there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just talks about AA a lot more. I've noticed that. Mm. Oh, did he sober up or something? Is he a oh, he's yeah. been sober, sober dude. since after uh, Maximum Overdrive came out. So, you know why? Because <laughs> wow. he probably made Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> he's like, like fuck. Damn, I need he an He directed that movie and he said, I blame cocaine on that movie. <laughs> he's wow. He's literally quoted saying that. Such a fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. It's it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I had that shit on VHS, man. I, I watched the fuck out of it. I really did. <laughs> a fucking semi-truck with the Green Goblin's face on yes. it. Come on. But yeah, like Dr. Oh, Sleep, man. you can tell in The Shining he was still on the liquor because he's talking about some of that fucking alcoholism from a very deep part. Oh, hell yeah. And then yeah. most of it, like Dr. Sleep, he's relating. Like Danny's and, you know, Danny, you remember, he's the kid in, from The Shining. Right. So like, now he's an AA to take care of his alcoholism. So like you can kind of see Danny reflected like living with alcoholism yeah. and now living with sobriety. And like, then the battle he has with it in well, like yeah. when times are the hardest they could ever be. And he's like, sitting there just like, what the fuck? He has this moment talking about like the darkest moment of alcoholism and wow. how he talks about how he leaves this chick's uh, room that he just slept with. That, that, that's how they open them. And boat. he opens up the, this room and there's this little kid there. 
and it's picking up the sack of cocaine he had and he has to swipe the cocaine out of this little toddler's hand. And this is after the lady. And this is like later on. He and died. And he swears in this, like, this is the moment I never talk about again. But the thing is, before he left, he he paid the last because he was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So he paid the last of that cocaine with money he owed her. And he was like, you know what? You can keep the coke because she was passed on the bed. And he took the money out of her purse. He's like, maybe she needs formula. Ah, she can sell the coke. Takes her fucking money and leaves. Yeah, you think that was like uh, (laughs) self-reflective? She fucking two months later, like she shows up in it because he has the shining and stuff, and like she died. I guess her brother beat the shit out of the kid and beat. Like he sees all this when it's there, and he's Mm -hmm. like, "I'm just gonna leave." And she comes back later and was like, "Yeah, Yeah. the the kid got beat to death, and then he killed me." So he could foreshadow that shit. Mm -hmm. He saw the shining. Yeah. yeah, well, they call it Doctor Sleep because he works at hostels and he basically is like he'll sit there and make people like come yeah. to yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like now sleep. Like yeah, a, his own personal hospice care. <laughs> Pretty much, like he's like those cats that they go and like, oh, this fool's got a cancer. So well, it's literally, isn't it a cat or a dog that'll trigger the rooms for? It's him? a cat. It's a cat, right? Yeah, yeah. like this cat just doesn't give a shit about anybody. It wanders the hallway until someone dies. Mm-hmm. It's known as soon as that cat lays down next to someone, they're going to be dead in the next 12 hours. Right. Yeah. And then he's kind of there. And like, he comes in because yeah. yeah. they all know and they're like, shit, mm-hmm. it's my turn. Danny, can you make me comfortable with what's about to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good book and uh, Ewan McGregor does a really good job in the movie. I enjoyed I'll it. I've watched that. it a few times um, and I really liked... <laughs> it's a good read yeah. honestly mm-hmm. that book is really better. really easy to consume it's I was gonna not, say it's a fast read he had a good editor on that like a lot of Stephen King novels I've come to realize like parts of the gunslinger he gets way too caught up on describing shit for a long period of time oh. but like Doctor Sleep no it's just to the point to the point to the point yeah. to the point it's a really quick easy read how long has it been since like the first Shining came out and now the sequels like, Shit. Well, the movie came out like the sixth, eighty-five. So he probably wrote that. Probably in like the set, late seventies yeah, or eighties. Seventies. Yeah. Hmm. I want to say it was like eighty-one. Somewhere around there. Bitching. And like, yeah, it's. I've always wanted to know though, because like I don't know if you've ever read The Shining. It's nothing, anything like Kubrick oh, at no, all. Like, the Shining, the book, and like to this day, Stephen King resents. Kubrick, he doesn't consider that his book. So, oh man! So like when Stephen King Jack does Nicholson not like that. is chasing everyone with a fucking axe. <clears throat> mm-hmm. In the book, it's a croquet mallet. Yeah, oh. <laughs> but the axe would be more different. terrifying. He's I guess chasing the kid around, telling him you're going to take your medicine. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> with a croquet mallet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like the book completely ends differently. There's way more bizarre scenes. But like I've always thought it'd be cool. Like I know they have the made for TV series. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. What if like Stephen King found some cool director? I can't even think who could write that well. But like Netflix just lets him do like four episodes. On I would actually give would. it to the Michael Doherty who did the Doctor Sleep movie. He'd probably do a good job of it. a TV show. Uh, oh, like a, oh, you said like, like a four a film movie. series. Dude, okay, The Shining for you to do it right needs to be a lot longer than can be consumed in one sitting. Mm. Tight. Yeah, I didn't really know that. The Shining has a lot to it. Like if you ever see his made-for-TV one he made, it's very similar to the book. Like, what I liked about it was a slap in the face from Kubrick to Stephen King because if you've obviously read it, you know that that furnace plays a big part of that book. 
And there's literally a scene that Kubrick has Shelley Duvall go down, check the uh, furnace. Looks, everything's all fine. Nothing wrong here. And they never talk about the furnace again. And it is such a huge part of that goddamn book. Oh, so I was like, huh? Yeah. Taking out the thing I wrote and about the And that's why, like, Dr. Sleep, the movie, focuses on the furnace. Okay. So it ties back into the original novel while still paying homage to the Kubrick movie. Okay, that's fair. Uh, it's, but King's biggest thing was they didn't use the right hotel. Because he wrote that to Stanley yeah. in Colorado. He wrote that, and it's based on that hotel. And to this day, it's considered one of the most haunted hotels like, yeah. anywhere in the world. Oh, it's the old Stanley Mansion in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, and that's where he wants wants it filmed. He's like, I wrote it there. I experienced some really weird shit there. And yeah, like this is where I want it. They're like, fuck no, we're not gonna film in a goddamn haunted ass hotel. <laughs> oh, one of these days I will stay at that place. Oh, it's yeah. I've been there. It's cool. It's mm. real cool. Yeah, they'll tell you stories. Like I guess Jim Carrey stayed there during the uh, filming of uh, oh. Dumber and Dumber. Okay. They yeah. dropped that whole Aspen wow. scene nearby. And like one night in the middle of the night, he checked out and he's like, I don't know if people are playing games with me or if, or if there's just some weird shit, but I can't stay at this hotel anymore. And he just checked out. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Maybe it's parlor tricks, right? They, they fucking, they, uh, I don't know, dude, that, up the... that, that move, that, that is a weird hotel. Oh yeah. Like there's some hotels down in Tombstone. You you'll hear and see some weird fucking shit. Shit, Bisbee, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Which ho- <clears throat> Sorry. No go. Yeah. Which hotels in Tombstone? Oh fuck! To the life of me, I won't remember the name Pick of one. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> <laughs> of the town. specific one that we stayed in, but I know like the Birdcage Saloon or go up to Jerome. I've been in the Birdcage Theater like multiple times. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happened. <laughs> nothing or anything like that. Maybe they're scared of you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, right? I don't know. I'm really scared of them, I guess. Um, but. Uh, okay. So, Cameron, what have you been watching? Uh, so lately, it's really more like miniseries. Uh, okay. I watched a couple anime and, and uh, the, the recent Gibson. The. So anime, uh, a couple anime series, and um, I should have been thinking of the name. Uh, yeah, remember? <laughs> um, Fair enough. Uh, the anime is uh, the, there's uh, uh, Dota. It's a video game. Okay. Uh, yeah. They did a, a little series on that that was actually pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> a lot about dragons and stuff. Um, and then the uh, the other one was Dragon Age, and that one. Almost, I mean, it's not horrible, but it's, it's not great. Yeah, uh, it's just <laughs> like a, a more Tolkienian fantasy <laughs> show. <than laughs> <that good. laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, periphery. Sorry. Oh, okay. The periphery. That that was. It wasn't cyberpunk. Like Gibson's known for cyberpunk. It wasn't cyberpunk, but it mm. was. It was something else. It was good. I'm okay. Read the books now. Okay. I pretty much got on a weird kick this week. Uh watched the two Top Gun movies and that is one I was, like I was telling Seth that we'll probably have to th- shove into this huge fucking list that keeps growing uh, to cover it, it's one of those weird series where the second one is actually better than the original one and it's kind of hard when like, the Val Kilmer character shows up in the movie because he can't talk anymore and it's just so heartbreaking to see him like that um, For sure. But it was cool that they got his son 
to do his voice. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I didn't Wait, realize that. What? He can't talk anymore? No, he had throat cancer. Yeah. The guy that played Iceman. Iceman. So is he still in the film? Yeah. And then he just like talks, but he can't talk. Like and he, he moves his, his mouth. And then his son does the voice after yep. it. Wow. Yep. So does he still get paid for dialogue, even though he doesn't do the... <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know there's loopholes. 25% off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Your kid's Ties doing it, yeah. yeah. Well, the kid got paid. Yeah, yeah. right. Pay up. So after watching that, because I was in that Navy Air Force mood, I watched Iron Eagle. I love that fucking movie. I've never seen that shit. But like I was telling you, I'm like... The whole premise behind this movie, like this has to be the most inept Air Force base I've ever seen in my life <laughs> with how the quickly these kids get classified information and shit <laughs> and just openly take it. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. I got to uh, see it. Yeah, you'll like it. If uh, you end up liking it, don't watch two, three, four. And there like five there's four. I think four. a total of four. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think the fourth one is like he's instructor at like a juvenile place it's fucking awful <laughs> Too much. It sounds Too like much. uh you remember the sniper series oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> like one was cool two started going downhill and number yeah. three or like why <laughs> so and i've also uh continued banging through sons of anarchy again like that that's a show i can watch over and over and over yeah. again um watch some interesting documentaries watch the cove if you don't know what that is, it's about there's a cove in Japan where they slaughter dolphins. Oh my Christ! It, it's it's a rough one to <laughs> so watch. That's the non-dolphin safe tuna. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched uh, the non-non-dolphin. Oh, what the hell is the name? <laughs> the extra dolphin. Blackfish. Ooh, oh wow! Huh. Have you seen that one? I've seen Blackfish. Yeah. So watch that. Then it's I think it's relatively new on Netflix. Uh, the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Oh, I saw the first part of that. I yeah, haven't finished it yet. It's it's good, but like yeah. they focus too much on the wrong part of what people want to know about. <laughs> okay. Like literally they talk all about his fame, viral yeah. hit, viral hit, viral hit, and they only spend like 15, 20 minutes on the guy he fucking murdered. <laughs> Seriously, like I got yeah, I'm about halfway through and I I, I have been kind of like, okay, well yeah. then let's let's get to the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, get to the do good you, bits. <laughs> do you know what the story about it is no. with that? Uh, back in 2013 there was a viral video that went out because this this hitchhiker got picked up by some crazy dude who said he was Jesus and needs to kill all the black people and the Mexicans. So he rams his car into the southern car (laughs) and starts like attacking, beating this late black lady. And the hitchhiker, for some reason, was carrying a hatchet and just starts waxing twice and turns it around and hits him in the head with the blade side. So this guy went fucking viral to the point where like he, he... Ended up on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Like, this dude was instant famous overnight. Cut to, what was I think, like three, four months after the video went viral on the East Coast. He's now being charged, wanted for murder for beating a 70-year-old man to death. Yeah. It's a, it's a good fucking documentary, but like I said, they focused too much on the wrong part of that story yeah. <laughs> way there, too much there's a lot of the youtube video in the front like a lot mm-hmm. yeah and it's got a lot of power too yeah 
But like I said, it's definitely a documentary that I think is worth a gander. <laughs> Haven't really seen any trailers that piqued my interest. I did watch Megan again. Okay. Just as good the second time. I figured there was anything else you catch that, you know, you didn't really, we didn't really catch or talk about the first time. Not really. I do like they've already with the success that that movie has been doing. Cause what I think it was a $12 million budget. And as of last Wednesday, they're already made over a hundred million. Holy fuck. Wide. God damn. So, yeah, man. Wow. Have you, have you guys seen it or any heard about it or seen trailers or anything? Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. It's fucking. <laughs> and just how they did the fucking like, the little girl was wearing a fucking mask on set. And then the, the CG that they did on the face is just, it, it is eerie to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, For me, the moment I see that bitch on screen, I was like, yeah, this thing has a certain <laughs> amount of terror just, just by looking at it. I just like the one scene, like if she comes in here, I'll rip your head off your fucking shoulders. <laughs> yeah. It's this is, you know, is Bobby in a better place now or whatever his little name is. And mm-hmm. it's like, Boys like him don't go to heaven, you know, so don't worry about yeah. it. And you're just like, what the fuck did this yeah. thing just say? But it was cool. It's creepy. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, and I don't know if he told you, but we did get a chance to see the mean one in theaters. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. We should do one of these in a theater or after a theater. Oh, yeah. that'd be badass. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Pay attention to what's going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially since that would be literally be a first time viewing for everybody. We could call them side quests or something. You know? <laughs> um, anything else? Small mm-hmm. talk before we get into this shit. Uh, not that I can think of. Anybody else got any? No, not really. I'm chilling. Okay. All righty, let's take a <laughs> listen to this trailer, and we'll be back to synopsize and discuss Gummo. Bye bye. Gummo. Yeah. 
Virginia, Ohio. Virginia, Ohio. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. A young boy named Solomon narrates the events of the tornado that devastated the small town of Xenia, Ohio. A mute adolescent boy known as Bunny Boy wears only pink bunny ears, shorts, and tennis shoes on an overpass in the rain. Bunny Boy carries a cat by the scruff of his neck and drowns it in a barrel of water. The film then cuts to a different scene where, with Tumblr, a friend of Solomon, in a wrecked car with a girl. They follow each other and Tumblr realizes there is a lump in one of the girl's breasts. Tumblr and Solomon then ride down a hill on bikes. In narration, Solomon describes Tumblr as a boy with a marvelous persona whom some people call downright evil. Later, Tumblr aims an air rifle at a cat. Solomon stops him from killing the cat, protesting that it's a house cat. They leave and the camera follows the cat to its owner's house. The cat is owned by three sisters, two of whom are teenagers and one who is prepubescent. The film cuts back to Tumblr and Solomon hunting feral cats, which they deliver to a local grocer who intends to butcher them and sell them to a local Chinese restaurant. The grocer tells them that they have a rival in the cat killing business. Tumblr and Solomon buy glue from the grocer, which they use to get high via huffing. The film then cuts to a scene in which two foul-mouthed young boys dressed as cowboys destroy things in a junkyard. Bunny Boy arrives and the older boys shoot him dead with cap guns. Bunny Boy plays dead and the boys curse at him, rifle through his pockets, then remove and throw one of his shoes. They grow bored of this and they leave Bunny Boy sprawled on the ground. Tumblr and Solomon track down a local boy who is poaching their cats. The poacher named Jared is poisoning the cats rather than shooting them. When Tumblr and Solomon break into Jared's house with masks and weapons with intent to hurt him, they find photos of the young teen and drag and his elderly grandmother who is catatonic and is attached to life support machine. Jared is forced to care for her, which he had earlier said was disgusting. Seeing that Jared isn't home, Tumblr and Solomon decide to leave. Tumblr then discovers the grandmother lying in her bed states that this is no way to live and turns off her life support machines. A number of other scenes are interspersed throughout this film, including an intoxicating man flirting with a gay dwarf, a man pimping his disabled sister to Solomon and Tumblr, the sisters encountering an elderly child molester, a pair of twin boys selling candy door to door, a brief conversation with a tennis player who is treating an ADHD, a long scene of Solomon eating dinner while taking a bath. Skinhead brothers boxing each other in their kitchen. They also have a number of even smaller scenes depicting satanic rituals, footage seemingly from home movies, and conversations containing racial bigotry. The next scene in the movie is set to the song Crying by Roy Orbison, which had been previously mentioned by Tumblr as the song his older sibling who was a transsexual, would sing. The final scene involves Solomon and Tumblr shooting the sister's cat repeatedly with their air rifles in the rain, while jump cuts to Bunny Boy kissing the teenage girls in the swimming pool. Bunny Boy runs towards the camera through a field, holding the body of the dead cat, which he shows to the audience, breaking the fourth wall. The final scene shows a girl who shaved her eyebrows earlier in the film, singing Jesus Loves Me in the bed next to her mom, or sister, I'm not really sure. 
The film finally cuts to black as the girl singing is told to dial it down and go to bed, then credits roll. So, Roxy, since this this was your suggestion, I'm going to let you start it off. I know you like this movie, so just talk about it for a little bit. <laughs> I do love this movie a lot. Um, this movie, I have watched millions of times because <laughs> yeah. I have showed every single one of my friends this movie. Not gatekeeping this one. Right. <laughs> uh, they're all friends that would like this movie. You know, Ooh, it's mm-hmm. not like all of my, like all of my friends, like, no, there's some friends I can't show them this movie and stuff, and I don't really tell people about this movie just because. Yeah, it's but, this movie's an acquired taste. Yeah, some might not be able to get it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, hard this, pill to swallow. This movie, the first time I bought it, or the when I bought it, I was like, I put it in and everything, and I was like, um. I don't know if this is the right movie or not. <laughs> and then, like, we went through it and everything, and that movie, like, blew my mind. It's just crazy. There's no beginning, middle, or end. Yeah, just, yeah, that's very true. It's just all over the place, and it's just so chaotic, and I love that so much. Fuck yeah. That movie, that movie really, like, made me fall in love. And I love Chloe, so I was so happy that it, she was in there. Yeah. And and she pulled double duty on this one. Not only was she in the movie, but she was also costume designer in yeah, the movie. I saw that. Oh, okay, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I love Bunny Boy's ears. Okay. I love how. Oh, we'll talk about that well when we get more into this. They stand up and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're pretty awesome. Now the ones I'm curious about. Curious about. Is the two people that have never seen this before tonight? Yeah, I was fucking <laughs> what you guys to kind of see. It's like a caricature of exactly what you expect out of Ohio. Like, it's basically the same story that's actually happening, but just elevated. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. It's almost written like a documentary, but it's not a documentary. So I I agree with you. Absolutely. I I feel like there's a lot of, uh, I grew up in Midwestern Ohio and I, I, it's, it's very there, and and especially hearing that, that it was done in '97. Yeah, I that's did. like right as I left for for Germany. <laughs> so like it's it's peak, <laughs> yeah, peak <Yeah>. Ohio, <laughs> um, and it felt that way. Like it, like I, I kept wanting to to ask somebody, you know, do we know when this takes place? Because like it felt so close to to like my Ohio, um, really close to home. Then for you, like you're it, like well, and, almost and, scary. And, uh, so or more no no very extreme. very very invade, invasive very mm-hmm. very unexpectedly accurate wow okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i mean it, i've been to cuyahoga falls but it was that was like a nice I'm talking part about living there in the sh- yeah. in the shitholes yeah. i mean it's mm. it's it, it 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 doesn't put a lot of layers over over no. the crap that it is living there yeah like i've i've been out in parts of Buckeye, and you walk into homes <laughs> that are exactly that way. Yeah. Like huh. they're that's a dead serious thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's a yeah. lot of houses like that when you get into what. But like, I mean, poverty. but the people, right? I mean, the you have to go to the extent of like that culture in itself in that area. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get that in Buckeye, I don't think. Not to this extreme. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. you, are you think you we will? Oh, I, I, I I can I I can put names to a few of the Holy characters. Fuck, <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, then let's go, let's go shoot some guns well, in Buckeye, dude. So I'm down. <laughs> There's one other layer that I saw to it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't... I, maybe I'm getting too far, too deep. Oh, no, too quick. Okay. no, grip it, um, rip it, bro. So, I, I don't see Bunny Boy as a person. Bunny Boy, to me, doesn't represent any one of the, uh, any one of the people that live there. He's, a, he's an ideal, I think, of, of uh, either deviant within the eyes of that culture. Yeah. And I think in a greater sense, that's the case. But more specifically, I think he's an element of transsexualism or, or with the LGBT. pink rabbit ears. No, no, no. I mean, I mean like he always shows up before something a little crazy weird is going to yeah. happen. Mm. He never like those two boys. He interacts with the youth of the culture, but not necessarily any characters we know. Mm-hmm. So those two can be youth. Yeah. And then he and the interact. They 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 they're just cursing and saying nasty things. Right. And then Bunny Boy comes along. And they turn to him and they shoot him. And it's like you, he he takes the death. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It, it, and he dies. It it it's it, very it stays. Yeah, yeah, it stays on him because he yeah. doesn't get up and go away after they're gone. The 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 assault happened on the personality. Yeah, the, the death of the the alt or the the deviant personality is is real. The culture, while young, has right. destroyed it. And that makes and sense. So even at the end, I saw the the rabbit, or the rabbit, the cat at the end when he holds yeah. it up, like, oh, you think I'm deviant? This is deviant. What you were doing is deviant. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was also foot foot. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's the cat that they were looking exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you also notice yeah. the the two sisters were dancing with Bunny Boy in the pool? Yeah. And again, the, their sisters. If you take Bunny Boy out and attach what's going on there, there's your they're they're in love yeah. with each other and dancing with each other and and making out with each other and so Bunny Boy is always just this ideal of oh you know I feel like it's an yeah. attack. Yeah. On fuck yeah. You guys repress the unusual and the altered and the the deviant this is what you do this is yeah. we're going to strip away your blankets and we're going to show you what you are on the inside yeah that's fucking badass yeah thank yeah, you for that that's really yeah. that was next level fuck yes <laughs> what did you think the first time you saw this movie i didn't know what to think dude i honestly <laughs> didn't like i was young as shit and i was, I was just like say, getting what, introduced about what year did you catch this for the when first did this time? come out 97 Cause I want to say ninety seven eight. Um, I might have. I think I might have saw this when it was in Blockbuster. Okay. Um. So I don't remember when the fuck that was, but I want to say that's the because I, I rented it. That's the only way I could get my hands on it. At the okay. Time. Yeah. Um. And so I was like sixteen, maybe seventeen tops, and my buddy was telling me about it. <clears throat> And he was the one that kind of introduced me to like, like indie films and shit like kids and like Requiem and he was yeah, got me into yeah, like yeah. the bled and like just modest mouse and just good music and all that shit, just everything fun. And uh I remember just watching it and I was like, dude, I don't I don't know what I just watched. Cause first of all, I didn't know what the fuck to expect because oh, he didn't really tell yeah. me anything. And I had never really seen anything like I mean, kids kind of, but this is a whole this is redneck to the extremist fucking kids oh, yeah. kind yeah, of. Yeah, like this is a completely different I 
type of movie than fucking kids is. Yeah. Like, cause I was either 90, 98 or 99 is when I saw this the first time from rented like you did from Hollywood video. Yeah. I remember rest in peace. Right. I think they're all dead right. now. I just remember sitting there when the movie went off, scratching my head. Like did I, it felt like I just watched that fucking weirdest acid trip. Yeah. I'd ever like been through in my life. I had n- no idea what to say about this movie. Mm-hmm. So before it had to go back at the five days later, whatever it was at that time, I watched it again and realized it was written and directed by the guy who did kids. But this was the first time his in the director's chair. Um, I think it's interesting the characters that he puts himself in in these movies. Yeah. It's because the guy who wrote and directed this is the guy who's flirting with the midget on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's pretty interesting that he put that like look on him in a way, you know, like Yeah. I I just love that scene because it's just so like everything bit of dialogue that's coming out of his mouth in that scene is complete nonsense. <laughs> but so crazy. With that short amount of screen time that he is on, to me... It's impactful. Paints here. a perfect depiction of the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? That dude in itself is that chaos and just it's whatever just it is. It's such a random clip, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the most random know. one. That's what... That, this whole movie is a collection yeah. of random clips right. mm-hmm. and i think it's just all thrown together yeah mm-hmm. and and i think that kind of goes hand in hand with like the idea behind like the first time you watch it you're like what the fuck did i watch and roxy said it perfectly there's no beginning middle or end it just yeah. there's yeah. just shit that you just watch that's what you're doing you're just watching something yeah, yeah i mean well i mean he purposely made it to be um to have no okay. beginning middle end because he didn't want it to be like a movie yeah. Like anybody else's, he would rather jump out of a window than make a movie similar to anybody else. And he literally said that, like, yeah. word for word yeah. in his commentary. So <laughs> nice. And I, I, when we started the movie, I heard both you guys saying about the production. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I definitely put it, didn't put money in that. So this movie was made for $1.3 million. Yeah. And I agree, it didn't go into production value. I guarantee you that the biggest chunk of that money went into licensing the songs that they got yeah. in the movie. Uh, Especially like the Roy Orbison and the Madonna oh, yeah. songs and shit and all the death metal that they put in. Yeah. So I guarantee you that's where the majority of that budget went to. Yeah. <laughs> but um That's not uh, always a great touch though, by the way. <laughs> it really I, fit. I do have <laughs> to say the first time I watched this movie, I wondered what the casting call sheet was for this movie. Like Go out and find and send us the most unfortunate and homely looking people on the planet. <laughs> like everybody in this movie is unfortunate looking as fuck, yeah, yeah. <laughs> except Chloe. Mm-hmm. They probably <laughs> shot in Ohio and just <laughs> asked for locals. They yeah. shot in Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. Which, yeah. but they call yeah. it like tenant, like Ohio, Tucky, and Tennessee, Tucky, and like all oh, that yeah, shit, right? Whole area. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. cultures are Appalachian, just one thing. Appalachian Mountains, man. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee they just did a casting call because that area, a lot of that area is poor. I guarantee oh, yeah. you could casting call for cheap. Oh fuck yeah! You know what? I'd be willing to bet those kids were fucking pumped to depict that oh, character yeah. too. 
Um, just to be like, yeah, what? Like, I get to be worshipped as almost like a fucking evil god, redneck god. But it's crazy because they didn't really talk a lot, though. Anyways, like, no. yeah, they came in, but... There's yeah. not a lot of dialogue. It's more narration than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, cool. What are they going to do now? They would just pop in once yeah. in a while. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about them, yeah. right? You <laughs> yeah, know? that's going on. Yeah, so... And it's crazy because I've seen this movie so many times, and then I'm like... Oh, this scene. Yeah. yeah. It's it hits like, you. You yeah. get ready to be uncomfortable yep. as, it, as it begins. You're just like, all right. Uh, well, I remember all right. the first time I saw this movie, when it got to the scene where he's eating the spaghetti in the tub, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why is this even in the fucking movie? Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's because Harmony. Yeah, you were child. telling me that. Yeah. He used to do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah, and drink milk in the bathtub too. Yeah. His yeah, mom would come and serve thing. it to him. That really uh, is a thing. Yeah, I, I know dudes who it. did that shit. Self-reflection kind of stuff, or not me. Oh, people but... I knew, they would talk about fucking eating meals in the bathtub. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. He said uh, something about the Barbies, but I have no, like, I have no idea what he said. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> but there's, there's a meaning for the Barbies hanging up there in the, in background. the background. Yeah, and then the piece of bacon taped to the wall is just there just because he's weird he's like this is gonna be funny to me yeah a thing yeah that artistic job it's hard to explain like this is a movie and i forgot about this sequence in the movie till i watched it earlier this week this movie would not get made today the scene where you had the two sisters with the fucking tape on their tits. Mm-hmm. Uh, having that minor child in that scene and having her head and everything like touching the breasts of the other ones, that would not be allowed to fly today. Hmm. <laughs> How did they get that to pass? Was like, I have back no, then it wasn't as hood. Yeah. I no. have no Because Chloe Chloe's weren't out in front of the child yeah. like that, but the other girl was was the but again Chloe was an adult, so yeah. I, I still don't understand how. No, they were both adults, and she okay. was. Okay. Well, they had. God, I'd hope the other one was fucking 18. Otherwise, there was a oh, whole yeah. other <laughs> issue. I guess I didn't even think about that. Huh? Yeah. My brain. Yeah, they're probably not 18. Yeah. The only rule is yeah. you can't have kids on screen. But if they. I guarantee yeah. there's a loophole of like, if, this is not what we intended, but it's technically. Minors uh-huh. aren't supposed to be in the same seat, like, on set. With a nude adult by motion picture <laughs> rulings, there's laws against it. Uh, and Harmony broke every one of those. <laughs> for sure. And for I don't understand why after that sequence, it immediately cuts into them jumping on the fucking bed. <laughs> All three of them. Yeah. God. Um, and then just Chloe. And then how he shoots Chloe kind of... Oh, I just like kind of cringy a little yeah. bit of how they shoot her. Yeah, she's gorgeous, but yeah, I don't know. My biggest kind of like- sexualized her a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Like my biggest issue, like Chloe is a beautiful lady, and so yes. is the girl that played the sister. But the bleach job that they did on their hair and their mm-hmm. eyebrows. Oh, see, I love that. <laughs> see, I, I do. Yeah. I love that so oh, God. much. 
they both look like the girl at the end who shaves her eyebrows. Ooh, when she's <laughs> she's okay. going to fucking town. Oh on my it. god, <laughs> that hurt my soul so much because it's like razor burns a thing, and then oh, you're just like, yeah. God, that makes me cringe so much just thinking about it. Like, God, you know how bad that hurt the next day. Oh, oh yeah. fuck yeah! You could just see it getting red too as oh, she was just scraping. Oh, oh you're god. gonna wake up and be like, Why is this on fire? Yeah. <laughs> And then she rubs it with the towel, and you're just uh-huh. like, oh, my God. It, the, yeah. the other part that I don't think would fly today is having the, the sister with Down syndrome as a prostitute. Oh, <laughs> like, that. That yeah. still gets me today. It's like, I don't uh, know what he was thinking see, when and he and wrote and this. But. And that is kind of why it goes hand in hand when I was like, dude, I don't know what I just watched. Yeah. Right? The first time I saw yeah. it, because you're like, I, I understand what I saw, but what did I just watch? Like, exactly. like what, what the fuck was that? Like, there's no, see, there's my, no way that just happened. My, my Ohio brain was like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I bet it was there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You know I mean? <laughs> it's it's rough. I get it. It's it's horrendous to think about. There's again that 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 the, some of those scenes were very real, very yeah. It, it, even the depth that, that, that you're talking about, very again hyper real, but very very characterized. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but they were the hit. Well, I feel like even I, I mentioned it during the movie is I feel like some parts of that shit was not scripted. Like he's like, hey, oh, I'm in yeah, the area definitely. and I'm making a movie. Can Sem- I just film you guys be yeah, yourself? Like 75% of it is scripted. Mm-hmm. But when you think about that, like that's a grip that's not scripted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, yeah, like I feel like you think that the brother's fighting like it was scripted, but then they just like carried along with it. Oh, they, and they like, just went at it. Yeah, so yeah. It they smacked. weren't pulling. Those weren't fake fucking punches like, that they I were tossing. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like when you're setting up the scene, like okay, I want you guys just to kind of start roughhousing and beat the shit out of each other. A lot of scenes were like that, though. Like the little kids and the like when they were like the little kids in the junkyard and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They cussing with their whole soul and stuff yeah. like that and yeah, then like the little boy it's crazy because his gun got a little stuck and you see mm. him kind of pause and he's like they kept filming they were like okay like cool, i could so. see harmony giving the direction to those two kids saying get as vile as you want go as long as you want and when exactly. you're bored that's when you leave and that's when we'll end the scene <laughs> exactly he's just like okay here's this topic Okay, just do what you want. And every to do. now and then, drop this <laughs> this fucking <laughs> f bomb in mm-hmm. this particular way. And they I like the awesome. rifling through the fucking pockets of shit that oh, they're gonna yeah. rob the dead body. Yeah, <laughs> he ain't got no meat on him, like <laughs> him or something. Can't eat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was like sort of a higher, more extreme version of um, Talladega Nights. Oh Jesus! You know, oh, wow. Those kids, wow. little it aliens. It reminds me more of like a more serious version of Mike Judge's movie. Uh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. His was more comedy, but like this would be like if he was way more serious about what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I, I can see that. Uh, hmm. Like, yeah. imagine if he had the population of Idiocracy acting just like these guys instead of the caricature he had played in the actual movie. Like, way more serious. Like, that would be an intense comedy. That would be a great mix. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would, I'd be down to see that. <laughs> I guess I'm surprised you don't have something like that. Still right. Like, Let's make it, guys. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Go team venture. Isn't, uh, isn't Mel Brooks doing History of the World Part 2? Yeah, as a TV, TV show. show. Oh, uh-huh. was he doing? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as you were saying, he's fully part of like the creation of it and yeah. direction mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah. he's it, producing and writing the majority of the episodes. Nice. I miss his humor, bro. I can't wait. I just wait. hope we get Hitler on ice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, made, he mentioned it. <laughs> nice. Did you ever see History of the World Part 1? It's been a while. <laughs> I love yeah. that fucking movie. <laughs> Yeah, I need to reset. The Lord it. Jehovah has given us these 15, <laughs> oh, 10, <laughs> 10 commandments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so great seeing that for the first time. Because <laughs> he's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. I remember the first time I saw that movie. My dad said it was the funniest thing he ever saw in his life. And I couldn't say I disagreed. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like seeing Blaine's in Saddles for the first time. All of his movies are like that, where you're like, whoa, this is way over the top. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And perfect in every yeah. way. And like, would definitely be kind of he, like this movie not be allowed to be made today. He dropped the True. M-bomb all throughout that movie oh, just yeah. because oh, yeah. he had Richard Pryor's com- uh, permission. Anytime yeah. anyone would be like, you shouldn't say that. He'd be like, Richard Pryor told me I could do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not better than Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, he speaks, he speaks for all black people. Have you watched uh, High Anxiety? Oh, fuck yes. Okay. I, I mean, I imagine... It's his Vertigo his... parody? Yeah. 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 It's, that's my favorite, one of my favorite. I, oh, yeah. That and Silent Movie are my favorite. Oh, you, yeah, I agree with that. Young Frankenstein's also oh, up there for yeah, me. Yeah, Ray Frankenstein's oh. pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Just for the Solid. putting on the Ritz bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the werewolf. Oh, yeah. The werewolf. <laughs> Their castle. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. I thought you wanted to. <laughs> I'm easy. Or uh, Gene Hackman is the blind guy. <laughs> oh, you're a mute. You're a very big mute. <laughs> uh so with this movie, is there anything you as being the biggest fan of this here, is there anything that you would have done differently or like to have seen that wasn't in it? And that's gonna be a hard fucking question to answer. That is a very hard question. Cause I feel like everything fits so perfectly mm-hmm. into this movie. Um the story of the little girl who got raped by her dad. That, yeah, that... story is very heartbreaking and like gut wrenching mm-hmm. so badly. Like, oh my god! And just that scene is a very dark scene that well, he especially with did how, like, put in. Yeah, especially with that, like how nonchalant she is when she says it. But yeah, and he she... was my dad after all. It's oh like... my god! And then. <laughs> But then it's like you show it shows a little girl playing in the mud, and then whenever she starts talking, and then it brings up her dad. It's mm-hmm. that guy, yeah. And you're just like, hmm. And then the guy who talks about the other rape story—that mm-hmm. is a true story. Mm-hmm. That is a real story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is also pretty deep that Harmony puts these stories in, but it shows you again a part of the real life, mm-hmm. how it is, and it's crazy. Harmony put rape in kids too. So yeah. Yeah. What I, well, I'll give Harmony a lot of credit is he doesn't give a fuck what you think. Mm-hmm. If he wants to say it, he's going to say it. He's going to put it in his movie. Yeah. And that's why I think was so impactful with kids. Did either one of you see kids? 
Oh, no way. That's yeah, it's a, a rough movie to fucking watch. It's literally about, we just did it two weeks ago, um, about a guy, fucking for life of me now, I'm not going to. Tilly? Tilly. 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 Yep. <laughs> Tilly. Uh, he's got HIV. A girl he slept with the summer prior finds out she is HIV positive. And literally this movie starts off with Tully, who's 17, trying to get in the pants of a 12-year-old virgin. Nice. And that's literally who he goes after the entire time. 12 and 13-year-old virgins. And then the girl who has HIV, who he gave to, is on the look for him. To to tell tell him. And... Like, long story short, she finally finds him. He's fucking another 12-year-old girl. She is drugged, passed out. She then gets raped by Tully's friend Casper, thus infecting him with the virus. He just got AIDS by his best friend. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's Dude, a He's been encouraging up. to go fuck these girls like the yeah. whole, throughout the whole movie and shit. Like Jeez. the one line is like, the only thing in life worth doing is sex. If I don't have that, what do I have? Yeah. Like, the writing on that one is in, intense. It. He's definitely got an interesting perspective of, you know, his his films are one of a kind. And I feel like that's why I try to share them, because they're not really like shit you're going to see um, every day. No, it's not day mainstream anywhere. by it, no. any means. Yeah, and also Harmony also has a role in kids. Oh, yeah. He he gives Jenny the drugs and he throws yeah, his big old rave and he has these big glasses that make his eyes look big. Yeah. And he's super young looking and... Yeah. Kids well, and, he was uh, 19 yeah, when they did that movie. And it's crazy that he has a role in there, too. And he's like the weird nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. And then, I loved him in Kids. He was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Gum over here, he's all wild in. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Trying to mack on you. the black midget. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was a very uncomfortable scene. Like, I bet they just propped up a camera and just yeah, did their yeah, thing, you know? Like. like yeah, that mm-hmm. dude's forehead was fucking something else, Ooh, right? Oh, five head? God oh. damn. That, that and was... His outfit, his wearing that dress, right. and then his whitey tidies. Are, <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, dude, yep. And that camera angle was just like, <coughs> right at the fucking so crotch poor. level. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty bad. Yeah, like I remember the first time I'm like, "Well, this is random." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the scene in the kitchen when they just start like breaking the shit out of everything. Oh, yeah. They're like, "Take them down!" And they're beating the shit out of a fucking chair. I'm like, that scene is very. What very drugs was Harmony on when he wrote the script? <laughs> That's a real thing, though. Oh, I, be- oh yeah. I believe it. I guarantee he saw some shit. That's just a couple of boys on alcohol. Yeah, yeah for they reach. Yo, those good old boys, oh, yeah. man. They reach a point where they're oh, just like, yeah. "It's time to break shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is what in that one scene? One scene alone, they go through one table, two chairs. Right. It's usually past the, the first thirty pack. It's time to destroy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Get that some bitch. Which is also how you get the random bunches of crap shoved in a corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, go find a pieces of things. Yeah, this this movie definitely was 
everybody in this movie was a hoarder yeah <laughs> everybody in this movie was a fucking hoarder. but maybe that, that that's hoarder to us because what we've been exposed to hoarder maybe that entire town that's how everybody's fucking house looks like on the inside I, right would it, yeah a part it, of me feels like that's probably true surprise me yeah. in the least yeah. <laughs> wouldn't of, surprise me in the least out of all the films that you've seen so far and i'll ask i guess this to both you guys, just because I, I don't know where you guys stand in this, but out of all the films you've seen so far compared to this one, which one has been equally as like as weird or like out there where you were like, what the fuck did I just watch kind of status? Eraserhead. See, uh, I haven't I, seen that shit. Fuck, fuck yeah. I need David to see Eraserhead. Eraserhead is so good that I don't know what's happening in that movie. Like, there's literally a part bizarre. in it where this lady gives birth to a bug. <laughs> it makes okay. absolutely no sense. You'll question everything. And just the way that even the movie opens you'll, up with you'll the fucking think you're understanding head. what's happening, mm -hmm. and then you just don't. You're just like, <laughs> wait, happen. what happened to that? That's no longer there. Have you have you seen Zero Theorem? No. Okay. Give that one a watch, too, and then I'll watch yours. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since you guys like this one so much, uh, I do want to show you guys Alejandro Jordanovsky's El Topo and Holy Mountain. Send me the name later. <laughs> I'll just check it out. That's uh, his other one. Isn't it Harmony's other one? Oh, no. These were made back in the late 60s. Oh, okay. Early 70s. What? Oh, it's Donkey Boy or something? Julian Donkey Boy. Yeah. And Bully's another good one that he oh did. Oh my god! Holy shit! Bully's yes. based off a true story too. That one's pretty. That one's rough, kind of too. Well, Kids was based on a true too. story. Yeah. Huh. And like, then Gamma O over here has true stories in yeah, it. So yeah. mm -hmm. Harmony really does. Bases his movies in reality. Well, he was his Harmony from fucking Ohio. No, he's uh -huh. from California. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, that's his love letter. But I, I am eager. Anything yeah. that you've seen that. See, I, it certainly has, has taken me back, but not in a matter of what the fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I mean, I, I seriously, it's, it's for me, it's, it's a very kind of super grounded, uh, the, 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 the personalities are overblown, but it's like, it feels to me more like uh, maybe a little twist on a National Geographic yeah. episode. Like, well, I mean, they, they, I, I, it's not that I mean I'm I guess I'm able to also look at it and, and, and say okay these are just the scenes in a day scenes in a life mm. and and in 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 some ways I don't know it, it just really it's neat to see that somebody saw that yeah. and, and has committed it to to film mm. like we have it in the cultural dictionary now yeah. for later like, um, I'm not sure if they've started doing it yet but like this is a movie I've said for years that should be taught in film schools. I can see that. Because it is the definition of an art house film. Like the yeah. way it's shot, yeah. it it's an art piece. It's yeah. not a movie. Right. <laughs> I can see that. I, I, yeah. It's kind of like I agree with kind that. of like Eraserhead. That's very much an artsy fucking movie. Like oh, yeah. and that one's definitely the result of a lot of acid. <laughs> Lynch has fucking said so. Yeah. But <laughs> I this movie, like I said, I don't think, I don't even think Harmony can make another one like this. If yeah. he tried. Have you seen Julian Donkey Boy? Mm -hmm. Is it good? It's not bad. It's not one of his better ones. Okay. But it's worth a watch. I, it, I do want to watch it. It came out after Gummo, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one was two two years after Kids. 
So I think this was his second movie that he wrote and first that he directed. And I'll give him credit for first time director. He didn't, <laughs> I say he didn't do a bad job because there wasn't much for him to do. <laughs> well, because it is filmed the way that it's filmed. Who's his director of photography? Do you think he's doing it or did he have a... No, it's uh, who did um, it was Kids. Kids, yeah. It's the same director? Yeah, of they okay. work together. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense because he can obviously see Harmony's crazy fucked up eye and Vision. be like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Harmony's just like, he's got his... Because when you look at that dude, even today as a grown ass oh, man, he's crazy he has crazy looking. eyes, bro. Oh, fuck, like yeah. that's what he really looks like. Yeah. Like just insane. Um, I would, I would uh, love to hear him talk. Years and years of drug abuse will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that little homie he's has seen not, some things. Um, when I watch the interviews with him when he's on live TV, he's not a very confident man. Mm. Oh no, he's very he, insecure. He's very anxious. He mm. doesn't he's talk kinda, very loud. Mm-hmm. You can hear him stutter. Um, I mean, the talk show that I watched, I always forget what his name is, but he was kind of making fun of Harmony, so it was kind of bringing Harmony down a little bit, and that was making him even more shy and anxious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was like heartbreaking, kind of like because it's like he's young, right? He he made these awesome films. You got to look that at that people it, don't yeah. understand, and I think that's why I think it might have been Letterman that was I shitting think on that him. It might um, have been. I think so. Uh, like any interview I've ever seen with Harmony, I always got the impression that he might be on the spectrum. Oh, 100%, bro. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely got Asperger's. Of and that's why he's able to portray and see and have these visions of these films that not every person mm-hmm. can see themselves or even understand mm-hmm. because it's not within their spectrum or their realm, you know, um, or if they would be open-minded and take a look. Because I could see people being like, what the fuck is this? I don't ever want to watch this again. He's just so creative and it's such a different perspective mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that... That's why he is the way he is, too. Like, he's just fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, if there's one thing that I would personally change with this movie is it got to me personally, the depiction of the one, the Down syndrome, but all the characters that the legit the actors had special needs. I didn't like the portrayal of it, like the way they played it off. I, I just like they were like making that. fun of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was exploiting them for yep. their disabilities yeah. rather than I don't know what else. To, I don't know how else he would portray it as. Yeah. Raising awareness or just showing, giving them screen time. F- yeah. For I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because I feel like I could see people chuckling at her repeatedly singing the ABCs, but mm-hmm. that's just how their brain works, right? So it's yeah. like. I don't know, and then like her baby scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah the, her breastfeeding was a scripted thing that they made her say, or if it was because then after she said that it was all like it was like kind of like she said something wrong. Yeah, she, you know, she was awkward. She afterwards. looked like she was in trouble for something. Well, then it almost looked like you could see that she was talking to the director like by the camera because you could kind of see her look over and then she would start to respond oh, to yeah, whatever her character is constantly staring at the camera the entire mm-hmm. time, breaking that yeah. fourth wall. Um, I don't know. I was hard to tell if that was script or not because I feel like they it did feel forced in some I parts didn't, of the for some reason that part. I recognize that, like, I don't know. I never really noticed that part mm-hmm. until yeah. I watched Oh, it did you now. also notice when, uh, uh, fucking Tumi and fucking Solomon, they're riding their bikes down the hill. That very long, drawn out scene of how 
he goes forward, falls back. Solomon comes up, mm-hmm. goes forward. Fall. Every time Solomon comes up, he looks right at the camera to make sure he's in shot. <laughs> Every <laughs> single fucking time. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fourth wall breaks <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Okay. That's that indie life. <laughs> and like the, the cat the cat drowning scene. <laughs> like, yeah, right from the jump. Oh uh, this movie set this scene sets the tone of what, what the fuck we're gonna watch. <laughs> like I said, it feels a lot more like a documentary to me. The way yeah, it is. It's definitely that shot way. that way. Mm-hmm. But like almost adds feels like it's a documentary that he just threw some insanity over to make you realize no, this is just a movie. Mm-hmm. yeah and this yeah. is just a culture because there's parts of it where it's like this is getting way too real and then well, he'll throw in some weirdness and yeah like, yeah some yeah. parts i'm some parts he just walked he just knocked on their door like the part where like the mother and the daughter and they're just standing there all awkwardly he just knocked on their door and asked if he could film and he yeah. just filmed that's just how some of his film or some of the parts were he just knocked yeah. on the door and i was like yeah. what's up and I guarantee you the scene where they're handing out the flyers looking for the cat. I bet that, that was real. That was yeah. just randomly I, on. That, that felt real. pretty goddamn real. Yeah. yeah. They probably had to sign waivers and shit because their shit wasn't blurred. I'll do mm-hmm. that old lady. Were. What's this? Mm-hmm. I'll do what I can. Yeah. 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 What do I, what do I yeah. need with this? Like yeah. I used to work at a Safeway and I had a few people that were just that <laughs> way, dude. Those yeah. like dead, that's dead serious. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to be interacting with motherfuckers. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, that. And then the scene where they're in the pool and it's raining, they mm-hmm. had to wait two days yeah, to get to the, film to get that. Yep. Yeah, nice. to actually film in the rain. <coughs> nice. yep. Oh, to wait for the rain to come? Yeah, because yeah, they oh. couldn't afford ra- uh, rain towers. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it rains like a fucking demon right there, anyways. And that yeah. rain was coming down like gnarly. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't see shit like that here. Hardly ever. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And I wonder if it was like cold rain. Was it- usually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Usually when the, 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 it's the cold front, warm front. So there's a little bit of humidity and you can tell because the humidity rises and then it breaks mm. and then the rain, like it's freezing when it hits you. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, yeah. so they were probably cold. Well, you see him shivering. Oh, and, like, oh yeah. When when he's the, shooting the, the cat. Cats, and then yeah. He's just, yeah. Or sitting at the bridge. <laughs> yeah. In the very yeah. beginning. And in that part of Ohio, at least, uh, we, we get more rainfall than, um, Seattle. Per year. Oh, I believe Screw that. I believe it. And it's, I mean, it's constant. Like it's, it, it, there, there are people that have to move out of the area to get vitamin D and sunlight again, to get happy. Like the, it's the, the regional, Regional weather, uh, depression. I know function. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's because you, th- there's not enough sunlight through the clouds for uh, some people. Um, yeah, I can see that. Your sunlight malnutritioned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. Deficient. <laughs> and it, it stops you from being able to be happier than a certain level. Damn. Yeah, and like, I mean... Yeah, it's it's a messed up place to but live. But think about that. Like, let's say you live a lifestyle of like overstimulation. Like, let's say uh-huh. you know what I mean. And then you go and you change your climate to something that's kind of like that to bring you down and level you. I wonder if you then introduce yourself back into like the normal world. If like you're like, okay, I've kind of had my shit reset and maybe I can function again. You know what maybe, I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Redialing I, I, I never felt it myself. Like, yeah. I, I I loved it back there. I still consider it fondly. How long were you there for? Born here, moved when I was five, hit there at eight. Okay. To 21. Oh, it's high. I went to Germany. 
Fuck yeah. So like that that building point in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. What part of Ohio was it again? Uh, the place I was at, it was uh, Oxford, a little town uh, in near Cincinnati, in between Cincinnati and Dayton. Okay. Right okay. Hamilton. Um, if you've ever heard of Miami of Ohio, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's, that's Oxford is Miami. Miami is Oxford. Okay. Okay. Uh, you'll probably get negative comments <coughs> for some people that view it the other way, but <laughs> <laughs> they're on the other side who claim the other way. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's townies versus, uh, versus students. <laughs> Go townies. <laughs> Uh, I fucking love the soundtrack in this, by the way. I know oh, we had yeah. kind of mentioned it, yeah, but uh, it was pretty good. The, the 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 black metal just fucking fit it so perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I like how they jump right into it after she's saying Jesus loves me. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love that after the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was really surprised that they're actually able to license some of the songs that they got in the movie. <laughs> Maybe their friends like because we had mentioned this before in other podcasts where sometimes the songs that they get are like homies. So that way they can save money on this and another thing. Madonna, I could get. I could mm. get. Roy Orbison. No, that, not at all right. That one cost them some money. <laughs> that one definitely cost them some money. To get yeah, Harmony had to do some dark things to get that one. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I feel like he also feeds off that awkwardness. Yeah, I would say. He, I, I just, because so many scenes are just that very uncomfortable, like... Why would you have people sit through this? Like almost like some of the un, un like the uncomfortableness of like Steve Carell in the office, like just some of the weird mm-hmm. like situations that people. But this is obviously to an extremist fuck. Oh, yeah. But that awkwardness to me, that cringy, like I can't. It's hard to watch this. You know what I mean? And even filming that scene, I feel like is just. He does it in kids. Mm-hmm. He does so said a lot in Bully, but in it's natural. He does set a lot a lot. I don't know. There are some, there's, I guess, a few scenes in Bully that are pretty awkward, too. Oh, yeah. Like, so, I don't think there's a movie that he's made that there's not going to be an awkward scene in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he can physically and, do that. And Bully, he, he finally got to get a full naked shot. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. was pretty baller for him to do. He, I don't remember what character he's in Bully. No, a full naked shot. Right. Like, Full the chick. Mm. Uh, like yeah. a f- full frontal nude. Uh, I, yeah. Again, I haven't seen Bully in a hot minute. We own that shit too, don't we? No, that's yes, one. we do. Okay. I just got it. Okay. Just because my other one wasn't working. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I had to get a new one. Yeah. Uh, you sound like me. <laughs> Probably bought the same movie on DVD 20 fucking times. <laughs> well, I feel like that's kind of how it came for me was it was kids and then it was Gummo and then it was Bully. And like I watched them all. Like mm-hmm. once I learned about one, then I sought out the other and then mm-hmm. I saw the other and I was like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm into this kind of style. And it kind of desensitized you in a, in a sense of like, there's some weird, to me it was weird because I'd never seen any. I mean, actually I saw Clockwork Orange after I saw all this shit. And to me Clockwork is just, is pretty pretty out there and just like the oh, it's fucking... a brilliant film mm-hmm. but it's one of those that you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it that's fair there's no middle ground on film like that you guys seen clockwork orange i've tried to man i can't get through it it's long like i said it's kinda... literally a love or hate yeah, yeah same with me I've tried so many times because i always hear about it and i'll get halfway through and be like what is I'm it not... for you that just fucking sucks I, I just check out at some point. <laughs> I just completely enough. checked out and I'll end up going to do something else. So yeah. like, well, I might as well turn this off. I can't focus on this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, it's one of those. I just Have you tried watching Dr. Strangelove? Yeah, I've seen that. What'd you think of that one? 
See, to me, that one's a harder one to get through. Like I, I, I drift th- off during that one. I've seen it a few times, and I can get through it, but it's just they they go too far off the rails sometimes. Mm. Where you just you're just like I can't follow this anymore. And the other one that like I will literally zone out about forty minutes. The first forty minutes of two thousand one of Space yeah. Odyssey. Oh my god! I yeah, hate that takes that. forever. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I hate the beginning of that movie so much. <sighs> yeah, but the rest of the movie I love. It's that first fucking forty minutes. Yeah, it's a rough one to start. Yeah, have you seen that? <laughs> Give it a watch sometime <laughs> if you can make it through it's, it. No, she. Yeah, we, I don't know. She's not a fan I, of long films. Oh, it's, I have it's a very, very long. short attention span. Like, yeah, sorry, like you got that from me. Black Swan. <laughs> that. That just held my interest, though, to be able to watch that movie for mm. a while. Because that's a pretty long movie for well, me. Especially because you said you watched it first on Tubi, so you had to sit through the commercials. Oh, oh. my God. Sitting on the edge of my bed. I'm not even kidding. That movie was so I want to finish the fucking movie! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. I had no other platform to watch it on. I feel like with Black Swan, though, they introduced like, the crazy aspect of it. like Even like the... I don't know what the, the flashes and shit like that. I feel like kind of early in. Mm-hmm. So it hooks you like right mm-hmm. off the bat. Um, and just the transformation of just you have to commit yourself to become something that is inside you. But you don't know you because it's been like um, the mother was very controlling and shit. Yeah. So it's just like she's been suppressed to be this thing. But she has the perfection that she needs to be to be greatness. But she had to turn into something completely dark and evil um to become that in which she wanted you know what i mean that's kind of what i took from it is yeah you have to release some of your inner demons to almost make your dreams come true um or you have to do stuff to be able to get your dreams to come true. you like sell your soul the, success well, takes sacrifice Ooh. yeah two of the ballerinas or one of them were kept hooking up with the dance coach mm-hmm. the ballerina coach oh, true sometimes it was hard for me to tell what parts were like because it kind of reminded me of joker as well like the delusions and shit yeah um what's in her head what's not in her head it was kind of hard to keep track Mm -hmm. because the stabby part at the very end if that had happened that had happened forever ago and she did that whole dance bit with it embedded in her stomach while she was Mm -hmm. doing the last act and then when it was over then it starts bleeding because she pulled it out and shit like yeah it's it's a mind it's kind of fight clubby too Almost like she's fighting herself. You know what I mean? That's actually a good juxtaposition, though. Mm. Like, the way Harmony makes his movies is kind of like how Aronofsky makes his movies. Fair. There's always elements of that director in every single one of his movies. Mm -hmm. Every single one of his movies has similarities. Yeah. Like, I saw a lot of similarities in Black Swan that's in Requiem. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities in there. Just like there's a lot of some similarities in Gummo that remind me of kids. Mm-hmm. Not just the fact that there's like, <laughs> I I have a weird thing with kids in movies like this. <laughs> like, I just can't do it. Like, yeah. as a as a filmmaker myself, I would could never bring. I can write some fucked up shit. Mm. I'll kill a kid <laughs> in a script in a movie, but yeah, I can't do some of the crap that's in this. But this is one of those movies I'd like to do a deep dive on the cast to see what else they've done, if anything, if they've moved on past this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really haven't done too much aside from background research on for this. No, yeah. Uh, They haven't really done any. And obviously, Chloe went on to become a 
relatively big actress. Yeah. Because I think after this, she went on to do the Oscar-nominated Boys Don't Cry. I think it was shortly after this movie came out. Oh, okay. Have you seen that one? No. I've heard of it. That's a good. It, that's also based it. on a true story. Okay. It's the Brendan Brandon Tina story. Where I don't know. It's what about that a is. girl who is a lesbian but wants to be a boy. Okay. So it it's a rough movie to watch, and I think I don't think did Hillary Swank win the Academy Award for that that year? I don't remember, but it's definitely. I don't even know who Hillary Swank is. Million Dollar Baby. Mm, yeah, sorry. The buddy. next Karate Kid, maybe. Mm. <laughs> I think I only saw the original Karate Kid, and that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever, like my my family's always like, "Oh, have you seen fucking what's the shit, Cobra?" Cobra yeah, yeah, and I was like, "No, I didn't really have any intention to see it." If you're a Karate Kid fan, you'll like Cobra Kai. I did not like Karate Kid, but I wasn't like, fuck it, fuck Karate Kid, you know? It's just, you know, Sidekicks was way tighter tighter because it was Chuck Norris, right? We were talking about that earlier. (laughs) See, that's the juxtaposition that shows the not much of an age difference, but the Mm -hmm. age difference between (laughs) me and you. Yeah. Is what Sidekicks was for you is what Karate Kid was for me. Fair. I grew up with that fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, We're only a couple years apart. Yeah. But still. (laughs) A couple (laughs) years makes a big difference, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the difference <laughs> between what the freshmen and sophomores how yeah, freshmen and seniors say, are watching. How old were you depends when... depends on what, kind of, what state you're in. How old were you when Sidekicks came out? Uh, they came out in like 93, 94. 93, 94. 10. And I was already something. in my teens. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, I yeah. graduated high school in 94. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. I dig it. Well, then, okay, so then were you into Ninja Turtles, or was I my culture, my... I was into Ninja Turtles. Okay, because I, I was, was fucking hella into Ninja oh, Turtles. The real Ghostbusters, yeah. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. Transformers, original G1. Who would you say is the, the weakest, because we always do this, who was the weakest actor? Even oh, though Jesus. T- because I felt like most of it was scripted, but it wasn't. He just had a vision, and he's like, "This is my yeah, idea." That's what makes that question really hard, especially on this movie. Yeah, that's a hard one to fucking. Maybe it's gonna sound weird, but maybe the the guy that was buying the cats. Okay, he he's tended to kind of stumble into uh, mm-hmm. his dialogue was was jittery. It was it yeah. felt very like he's watching him. Oh yes, money yes. first. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, because every, every like move he made, you could blatantly tell he was trying to hit a mark. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to be at this spot at this point in time. Look down, make sure I'm on my mark. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. literally, you cut, you see him walk, and he looks down real quick. Yep. So, I, yeah, I'd say that's a fair bet. Uh, he was probably the weakest one. Yeah, I was impressed that that grandma was able to take a BB to the toe and not even flinch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she, and she did it. She did a good job. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. The I weirdest actor in this movie. <laughs> Is the, the fucking the weird tap dancing kid. mom? Oh, so okay. So her acting. So she sounded like she was from the East Coast, right? Was yeah. she just putting on an act, like, um, just what that? I don't. I I couldn't fucking tell what the hell she was trying to do. You did. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't tell what the hell anybody was trying to do. Yeah, that's fair. But you know, her accent. I don't feel like is natural. It didn't feel like it was natural to me. And because they're in bumfuck, you know, where well, the hell Xenia, ever in Xenia. I mean, there's there's. People who've moved in new. I mean, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. It, there's a huge population in that part of Ohio, and and even 
Tennessee into Kentucky. And, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of people that move in and out. As, as little as it's known, like kind of worldwide, once you get out, you, you talk about that mm-hmm. southwestern yeah. tri-state, Kentucky, yeah. Illinois, Ohio <laughs> region. It's it's actually used to be huge in the twenties, you know, the Cincinnati Kid. Yeah. All that and, and yeah. And the people still I mean, there's a bit of pride for it being a factory town and whatnot. And right. That all money. At the same makes time, sense. At the same time, there's crushing poverty. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that too. I mean, it, the reason I left was because they had just gotten done shutting down all the factories and I saw two old dudes, two um They'd both been uh, managers for their um, union. Okay. So, you know, 18, 19, 20 an hour at a factory. And they're getting in a fist fight over a gas station, $7 an hour job because factories were all gone at that point. Damn. 97, 90, well, 2000. Like a, cr- like a, just a crash and they're fucking. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the for the most part, the last of the big companies have moved overseas at that point and mm. since they all took from that area there was nothing yeah there was nothing i had people i had one of the best jobs in 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 that area of the state working for the university as a janitor yeah and it was 8 15 people were like oh my god that's so awesome yeah and you're like i'm a janitor dude well no i mean it, you it, at that time the living wage had to be seven or no ten forty five. To be able to pay for uh, a broken car, a horrible apartment, and barely any food, you <laughs> need $10 an hour. Damn. Oh, I believe it. And and good jobs were paying eight. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Crushing. <clears throat> that explains why I've met a lot of people from Ohio. Like, my buddy who's from there, he, he says, like, the reason everybody moves away from there is because, like, you were kind of describing, but he calls it old money. Okay. He's like, Arizona had all the new money, so I came here in 08, okay. you know, and he came here in, like, 07, 08-ish, and just, like started a business type thing and I, I helped him with that. Yeah. Um, but I got to go back and I, I loved Ohio. I mean, but I didn't get to see this part of it. Like, you know, I saw the, the nice, like they call it Cuyahoga falls or mm-hmm. Caucasian yeah, falls. Uh-huh. Cause it's like a little nice ritzy bits. Well, but... I think every state has a city like this. Well, uh, yeah, for sure. for sure. Yeah. I mean, according to Jesse Buckeye, man, yeah, I mean, I've met some fuckers that do have some crazy ass Southern accents oh, you that are fucking, born and raised here their Calif- whole life. Northern California, mm-hmm. you want to see this town? Go outside Bakersfield in Oildale. Where? <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, I'm down. <laughs> Oildale, okay, let's say Bakersfield's like Mesa. Oildale is AJ. <laughs> okay. Oh God, the California version of AJ. Yes, that has to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's called LA. I, well, Waylon <laughs> Jennings is from Oildale, so good country comes out from that part of the country, though. Fuck yeah. I, I had a buddy in the service that he was from Northern California, and first time I heard him talk, you know, talking like this. Oh, yeah. How oh, you yeah. doing? How's everybody doing? <laughs> doing good? Good? Yeah. yeah. Where are you good from? Dude. California? California. <laughs> Born and raised. That sounds like my old district manager. He would think, yeah. I thought he was Texas from the longest time. He's like, no, no, boy, I'm from Northern California. Yeah. Like, holy like, shit, damn. what the fuck? Oh, yeah, there's some redneck parts of Cali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I already know your guys' answer to this. Is Gummo a movie that you'd find yourself wanting to watch again? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck yeah, okay. dude. 
I hell yeah. actually kind of surprises yeah, me. Yeah, like, I am. Most so people that, that watch this movie, like I saw it, don't need to see it uh-huh. again. Dude, I love surrealism. Okay, <laughs> that's it's, a, it's like that's a good way of putting yeah. this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like tripping without having to take drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it ends in an hour or two. Yeah, not six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sitting there crying, but like, what did I'll self reflecting and shit. Oh Christ, I'm a bad person, but and I'm what, awesome too. Uh-huh. And what was it that we found? out last week this movie is like about an hour 40 yeah an hour 45 it actually doesn't feel like a close to two hour movie it actually moves pretty fast for how little is actually happening in the movie but i feel like at the slow bits with the long cuts where they're awkward that feels like time slows down oh because you're just like what the harmony has got a big thing about lingering on things Uh way too long but I think it, it adds long. to that just That's weird, That's where I say it's the art house uh-huh. effect of it. Yeah. Um, no, I just, and I love the the color palette of the movie. Mm-hmm. The, how yellowish a lot of it is. Yeah. Um, Solomon, the actor that played him, or the kid that played him, don't know if he's an actual actor or not. Strange performance is the best way I can put what he did. His actual performance in the film? Yeah. He was just being himself, dude. I think he just like... Yeah, it's like everybody in this movie had fucking Asperger's. Yeah. And then some. (laughs) They went full retard on this to a certain aspect. Oh, yeah. Sometimes too literally. Yeah. And, you know, in all aspects, I guess, then. (laughs) (laughs) Not just a certain and a many. But this movie definitely wasn't as controversial as Kids was, but... I don't think this movie would have done as well as it did upon initial release had kids not been the success that it was. No, yeah. I feel like one part, I guess, would be like that part where the little kid moves the picture frame and there's bugs. Oh, yeah. And then maybe that's mom huffing uh, or doing whoopets. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That part's kind of... Sad. I feel like that could have people talking on that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That makes you think, right? Was that scripted or was that real? Were they filming inside of a house, right? Because <laughs> sometimes that that parts it was hard to tell the difference between what you was obviously scripted and what wasn't. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's one of the parts that makes it more realistic for me. I mean, mm-hmm. that if you look at the time too, Zine, I mean, I don't know if he's diving that much into Zenia, find out he's from California, but at that time. Uh, we had less than 10 years to the heroin epidemic, which just raped that part of the line. Uh, oh, fuck. I believe yeah. it. You like, gotta think about B's mom. I'm pretty sure my boyfriend's uh-huh. mom and you guys might have lived there at the same time. And she was born and raised there in um, Ohio. Yeah. And I don't know what part, but I know it was a really small town, like one streetlight type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and she, she huffed, so. Yep. I, I mean, there was a, there's a friend of mine that I was just talking to recently uh, from back there. She and I were in a children's home together. Okay. And oh. we, we stayed in communication for a while, and, and she talked about going down with her friends to the gas station. This is back then, yeah, probably circa 96, 95. Okay. So right in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to have been 15 maybe at the time talking. And, and she just went with her friends, uh, but they – Fill a gas bag with or a trash bag with gasoline and holy fuck, yeah. that's, yeah. gasoline. Well, yeah, I told you my fucking dad's cousins 
would, whenever they'd come over to my dad's house, they'd go into their garage, make sure everything was closed up, and just open up a can of gas. Yeah. And just chill in there and just yep. huff it. Yep. yep. God damn, that's killing brain cells fast oh, as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they, mm-hmm. it's, it, and again, that, that just, it felt like one of those yeah. real elements. Like, and yeah. I know what to do with your shed. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> we'll mix it up with some propane too, just to kind of get spicy in there. It'll be like a little Italian cocktail. When, when, once we move the podcast in there, just randomly on one podcast, just open up a can of gas and see what happens. By the yeah, end. right. <laughs> we'll, we'll do laughing gas get rid of it afterwards, right? You know, you, you, you bundle up the trash bag, put a big metal trash can yeah. on top of it, and light it. <laughs> 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 Yeehaw! <laughs> right. Yep. Call uh, that an Arizona an Arizona airbag. <laughs> You're close enough to AJ, they'll just assume it's a meth fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's just another one. Don't mind them. Another tweaker hit the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. She at prices is gonna adjust. <laughs> God damn it, Leonard. <laughs> I told you you should have waited. Now I we gotta get it from the Mexicans. <laughs> Told you I got my tarot cards read, and he said that someone who dealt meth was gonna die soon. <laughs> well, geez, that's just common sense. <laughs> <laughs> but he said it was someone close to us. <laughs> it was our neighbor. <laughs> he fucking blew up. I'm gonna go steal his shit. Hurry, <laughs> Catherine's already out there. Get the stick. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of real. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Like with, with you, you were talking about the the girl talking about being raped and her dad. That this kid from my high school just recently blew his brains out in another dude's garage because the cops were on the way because they had found out that that he was raping his daughter for like Jesus seven years Christ. or something like that. Oh my god, that's awful. It, it is. Yeah. Holy but, shit! But I mean, again, that's that's like. These Here elements in the valley or from Ohio? From Ohio. That, oh, that area man. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Like, uh, my buddy uh, uh, that I used to be room with, or, uh, roommate with, um, <laughs> they'd go to the, uh, uh, when they went to school, they'd go to the bus stop and they lived in a little trailer park. And there was the guy that was just across the street from the bus stop and he'd go out on his porch and rub one out. Oh, my fucking Christ. No, morning. dude. No. Nope. No. Serious as a heart attack. No, you fucking bring a slingshot or a paintball <laughs> yeah. gun right? and you light that son of a bitch up. <laughs> right? You're like, mm-mm. For some That's reason, sh- that reminds me of a joke my grandfather told me when I think I was 11 or 12. Boy goes up to his dad, 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 met the girl I'm going to marry and guess what? She's a virgin. You goddamn idiot. She ain't good enough for her own family. Why the fuck do you want to bring her in ours? <laughs> <laughs> See, at least they know. You gotta <laughs> keep it pure and clean. Yeah. <laughs> they did it in Game of Thrones. Oh God! <laughs> they do it out back in the west in the woods. So this shit, because like I always tell people that we're more we're redneck. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this shit is redneck or hillbilly, or is there a new a never a different one that I don't know about? Uh, I would argue an Ohio one would say hillbilly. Okay, because like they, they, they don't have mountains. They've got hills. Yeah. They've got hill jacks there that are worse than hillbillies and hill jacks. Redneck, yeah. So it's rednecks, hillbillies, hill jacks. So like what donkey and a fucking Dude, horse I, make a burrow. It's kind of the same thing, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's I, like I, a I, muggle fucking redneck hillbilly crossbreed. It's rough, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it's rough. <laughs> Like, I would say my mom's side of the family was definitely more hillbilly <laughs> than redneck. Okay, well, and what were they from then? Missouri. Oh, word. Okay. 
Yeah, I've driven through there. I, my favorite thing about driving through Missouri is how many fucking firecrack uh, shacks I drove by. And I was like, this is tight. You know what I mean? I didn't get to stop and get any because it was in the middle of the night. And it was like all the roads were very just fucking winding and oh, they yeah, took forever, yeah. dude. Called a misery. I understand the idea where they came up with the movie Deliverance. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where was that film, uh, base I was supposed to be in? Uh, shit. Nashville or something? Probably. Uh, West Virginia or some oh. sh- some shit like that. Yeah, I think it was West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Like the deliverance <laughs> is fucked up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, well, you still haven't seen Pulp Fiction yet either, have you? No, not yet. Okay, well, there's elements in both those films that relate to one yeah. another, and you'll like understand. if you've ever heard someone make the joking expression, "You've got a pretty mouth." That comes from deliverance. <laughs> deliverance uh-huh. is where that came from. Or squeal like a pig. Uh-huh. <laughs> or no man I'm far from fucking alright yeah. Yeah. yeah once you hear that shit you'll know yeah. I don't think she's I, Roxy no, have you it's seen <laughs> not even the part it's I'm about to get some hard hidden motherfucking yeah, son uh-huh. here with blow torches and yeah. wrenches yeah <laughs> yeah have, have you seen any Tarantino films yet have I I'm not sure mm, then no kill bill no or Ooh, like I said, with Tarantino, I definitely recommend starting with Reservoir Dogs. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's the perfect launching point. It's very dialogue-y, 100%. but it's good dialogue. All mm. this is dialogue. That's what he's known oh, for. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Kevin Smith and shit, though. And I mean, yep. I feel like Kids is pretty dialogue-y. Oh yeah, because I think I've made the comment like, that the way they interact with each other reminded me of Dante and Randall and mm-hmm. Clerks. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. my favorite movie of his is still The Hateful Eight. I just oh, yeah. watched the extended version of that, and it goes for like I think six hours. But like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, it's a long. You don't realize movie. on Netflix it's divided into four chapters, mm-hmm. and they're long. But like the commentary, like the, the full, extra dialogue yeah. is so oh worth watching. It. Like, there's parts of it. You remember the scene where he beats the crap out of that chick? Mm-hmm. Oh, it goes extended and way harder. They oh. beat the fuck out of that oh, woman. Yeah. Okay. She just has some Jennifer shit to say. Jennifer Jason Lee gets the shit knocked the fuck out of her. Yeah, like, uh-huh. they're not as tame. And the extended cut, like, she gets her ass beat, like, royal by both of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily she comes from an abusive, like, relationship. So, like, she didn't really have to, like, do too much, like, you know, studying <laughs> on it. She's like, all right, I'm just going to take work. I'm going to take home to work. And I'm just going to really just give it my all and get the shit beat out of me. Because, you know, she has to, hey, by the way, there's a... 30 minute scene of you getting the shit beat out of you. Are you cool with this? Yeah, I'll sign up for that. Tight. She's like, cool. Little does he know I get abused at home. Yeah, honestly, that's all of his stuff, though. And Glorious Bastards is, God, is incredible. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. That is such an incredible the film. The Bear Jew beating the fuck. Yeah. Uh, what was the other World War II film? Uh, or not that one. Um, the J- Django. Django yeah, Django Badass. Unchained. Django's mm. amazing. But you mentioned Bear Jew. You know who that is, right? Um, that's the dude that plays Spock. Oh, hell no. No. Oh, that's Eli Roth. He's the guy who did Hostel. Written, oh. directed Hostel. Oh, fuck. Cabin Fever. Yeah, it was a while since I seen it. Dude, did you hear the original story behind the Bear Jew? I didn't know this. Mm. You know who Quentin Tar- or who Tarantino wrote that line for? I remember hearing something, but I can't. It opt- was, um, Adam Sandler. Yeah. He originally oh. wrote it for Adam Scandler, but he said and Glorious Bastards told, told him about 30 years to finish. He started oh. writing it back in the 80s, ran mm-hmm. out of ideas, and just sat on it. But the time he started writing it, and he was talking to Adam Sandler, 
And he's like, hey, man, do you want to be in my movie? You're just going to beat the shit. You're going to be a Jew and you're going to beat the shit out of Nazis. And Sandler was like, fuck, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. But he was he wrote that one movie at the same when they actually shot the movie. He was making that one uh, funny people. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he couldn't do it. It's mm. the only reason he wasn't in it. But he also wanted like Arnold Schwarzenegger in them to play. Like he he basically wanted to be like the Dirty Dozen, but with the time, like he was gonna get Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Damn. Like he's gonna make so, a Tarantino film yeah. with all of them in it. That'd have been sick. Yeah, what a- the Expendables, but fuck yeah, it, I was with Nazis. Say the Expendables. <laughs> World War Two. <II>. Oh, <laughs> the Nazis suspended. No, I got nothing. But yeah, no, it took him like <laughs> another twenty years before he finished it. Wow. So that's why it's it well, is. yeah. And but like- so because it was twenty years long, it's it's a six hour fucking cut. Yeah, he, but I mean, no, that's, that's just hateful him writing eight. it. Hateful, my bad, my bad. Yeah, no, hateful eight. Yeah, no, that's that's gonna take some time. It's worth it though. I watched all six hours. Like, of it. I, like Tarantino is. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I watched it in one sitting. Damn. Oh yeah, it's definitely worth. You it. get lost in the <laughs> office. Bump you dude. for that, dude. That, that's epic. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, you gotta commit to that kind of shit. I love that movie. I love that movie. The dialogue is by far of any Tarantino film. Hateful Eight has the best dialogue. Oh okay. yeah, and the best deliveries of the dialogue. Mm. Like the banter back and forth, how quick they are. Is... That is an all-star cast. Yeah, and it's yeah. probably one of the best castings he's mm. had. But then, dude, for that long, the budget had to been re fucking ridiculous to be able to film a six hour long film well i don't know that just blows my mind well okay so six hours not really though because most movies they cut a lot of fat out of yeah this is just the fat that like if tarantino could make a six hour film that was viable this is the movie he'd make yeah i mean when you're released to a theater you got to reduce that to like a max of three hours that's fair they do that with every movie man there's hours of footage you never see oh hell yeah but you have to imagine how long it takes tarantino to finish a script because he doesn't use computers he writes every (laughs) all his scripts with a number two pencil you serious yes I could see that. And oh, holy fuck. And like to put this in perspective, so the, the <laughs> six hour cut. So that's 360 minutes. How scripts translate to f- what you see on average, it's one minute per page. So that's 360 pages that he had a handwrite. But God you damn. also know with Tarantino, a lot of those actors like they'll do that for free because it's Tarantino. Well, fuck like, you. Oh, okay. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Leonard Arnold and Brad Pitt both knocked down their prices like substantially because they're yeah. like, I want to work with him. I don't care yep. if I'm getting paid my max amount. Like I'm whatever you can afford that hire us. Well, that's not the first time either of them have worked with him, right? So I no. imagine it's just like, yeah, it's like the homie hookup. Well, yeah, because Leo Leo had worked with him on Django. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Pitt, though, I think that was the first time. Brad he Pitt worked. was in Inglorious. That's right, Inglorious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he makes them roommates in yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and do like that acid trip guess- scene is the, one of the best scenes. I haven't oh, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you that's haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. I've heard all about it, but I haven't seen it. I oh, do. Some some hippie gives him a joint, and he forgets about it, and it's laced in LSD, and like all this shit goes down. And at the end oh, of the day, yeah. like it's based on the on the Manson murders, and like his next door neighbor yeah. is the Tates. 
Oh, fuck. Like, they I can't rewrite sp- a lot of history in this movie. I can't, okay. I can't spoil the ending of it, but, yeah. like, it's it's based a lot. Like, they go to a ranch that Charlie Manson's family's yep. living on. Yeah. This oh, whole thing revolves yeah. around the 60s, the Manson party, and these murders. But they see it. I, it can't ruin that one. Okay. Yeah, it's a great movie. I'll have to put it on the it, to watch it's list. It's a long yeah. one. It is a long one, like most Tarantino movies. Leo's a, a Western actor, and, like, on his career, it's just crashing, so he has to go to Italy for a while and shoot yeah, so spaghetti Western. He's the mm-hmm. actor, and Brad Pitt's his stunt double. Okay. Wow. So it's it's a great fucking movie. Sometimes with I that. love the scene where Brad Pitt's fighting Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so before we do have to cut in <laughs> before we go through our final thoughts on this, because last week we forgot to do something very important on Requiem for a Dream. We didn't rank it. <laughs> oh, that's right. What would you rank? I think Requiem for me was, I think I said it was an eight or a nine. I think that's what you said on the drive back. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rank Requiem like a nine. I think yeah, I give good. it a, I have to give it a 10 because yeah. I, when that movie came out, it just blew my fucking mind. But now that we got that taken care of, Thoughts on this one. Uh, would you recommend this movie to others, and what would you rank it 1 to 10? Um, the reason I was so excited for this podcast to happen is because I knew that neither Jesse yeah, or yeah, Cameron yeah. had seen it yet, and because this was just one of those, just like, this is fucking crazy and fun and cool and just out there and artsy as fuck and you know what i mean i wanted to share this with as many people i mean i as soon as rock i as soon as i thought that roxy was going to be able to understand this i think i showed it to her um so i 100 recommend this to people it's okay sorry i, I recommend this to people if they're <laughs> willing to understand that it's a very just it's weird that's just the best way so to put it in layman's terms it's weird right it's not like your average yeah you know what i mean you got to be open-minded when you're watching it because it's i don't want to say it's hard to follow but it's just it, it's kind of everywhere but nowhere at the same time mm-hmm. as it progresses yeah um so and if i was going to rank this shit I'd, for me gummo's a 10 i love this movie so fucking much because it is just for me just so one of a kind and it was so special to me especially after knowing kids and just how much Roxy loved it too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just seeing it, and she got it. She get, you know, my my creation understood <laughs> the weird, fucked up shit that I get in a way that I did as well, and and within her own personality and like point of view too. So, yeah, this shit's a ten. I recommend whole hard if you're an art fan. Jesse, I'd give it a ten, but I'd be very selective about who I show it to. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of like one of my favorite style genres of music is just really abstract jazz that was being made in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's basically, I only show it to producer friends because anybody else listens to it and they're like, this isn't music. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah it is. But he's just experimental jazz. On a whole yeah. entire different level that makes you question what what is music. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, Cameron? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a 10. Um, I, I'm kind of with you on the, the limited scope of, of individuals I'd show this to. Um, I can think of a few, uh, probably not, not outside of 10, <clears throat> but it, it was, it would, I, I was very pleasantly uh, surprised. I really enjoyed watching yeah. it. Would you show this to like Tommy or, no. um, the other fucker? No. The, uh, no, like none of them? No. 
Okay. I mean, if they if they found it and they liked it, you know, I wouldn't necessarily. What about Matt? That, Would Matt watch it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I think more. I I would feel <coughs> though. Like I want to show it to people from my part of Ohio. Like, oh, like that's like, like, yeah. like I want I want to to see if hey guys check this hey, shit out. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. What do you guys think of this? What you know? <laughs> how does this resonate? And and they're like, I know them kids. Yeah, uh-huh, that know. was filmed in my backyard. Shit. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I mean, they're, they're those were my dead cats. <laughs> I let them use them because I had a bunch. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it, it, it really there were there were there were a couple of the archetypes that were that, that hit really close. So. Mm-hmm. That was my dead grandma. They use I, I rented her out for fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't complain though. <laughs> We drank like kings that night. (laughs) Thanks, Grandma. Bud Light. (laughs) Still got that baby. (laughs) In her foot. Yeah, hanging around my neck. (laughs) So, Roxy. Um, I obviously I recommend it to most of my friends. It's only my friends that I know that will understand it and that will see it how I see it. Yeah. But definitely in a lot of my peers, I would not show this film to just because I know it would get made fun of. And a lot of kids just, what am I watching right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. This I is know. weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I guess you don't, because like a lot of kids don't see it how I see it, right? They, they watch all these other movies yeah. that I haven't seen because they're the newer <coughs> movies and, and mm-hmm. different style than mine. So... I give this movie definitely a ten. Yeah, I love this movie so much. I, I really do. Yep. Like, I think we're all pretty much in agreement on the audience that this film is for. Mm-hmm. I recommend the movie, yes, but to, to normies, a very select few. Don't even give it a chance. I yeah. think, yeah, because you're not going to understand it. However, I do think anybody that is interested. <laughs> In becoming a filmmaker, going to film school, they need to watch this movie yeah. to see like, how how it can be done on an inexpensive, cheap budget. Yeah, one point three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like I say, cheap budget. Movie wise, that's fucking cheap. Mm-hmm. And I, th- it's a good case study and how, especially art film, great case study in that. Um, on the ranking side. I want to be a little bit of a downer for an art film. I give it a 10 out straight up movie. I have to say it harmony dragged out scenes way too much in this movie. I love the movie, but I, I can't forgive that. Fair. I don't like drawn out. I don't mind drawn out scenes if it has a point to it. Mm hmm. There was just shit that lingered to linger in this yeah, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But at the same time, it's also kind of like how you see people who will like overkill a joke. Like Family Guy, for example, has gotten yeah. a lot of laughter oh, out they of beat like a dead horse yeah. till it's fucking dead. Exactly. And sometimes that excessive, but so Harmony <laughs> does it the same. He does the same concept, but just differently. He does it with awkward airtime, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I was about Which to say is awkwardness. Uh huh. Really and. And other places do it where they repeat the same thing over again, or they there is an extra kind of linger or just whatever. And I, no, I will I mm-hmm. will give it that. Like the uncredited character in a harmony film is awkwardness. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the unsettled, just discomfort, just like oh my god. But it, this is even though I know they're coming. That's what 
it stands out in my head. And that's what makes the movie the movie is because it's like, oh, Garmin, you're so cringy, but I fucking love everything that like surrounds the cringe. But the cringe is like his fucking like his Joker card. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just like his kinda, stamp. Yeah, you know, that's kinda. who he is. That's that is his inner self-reflection of like, look. I'm a piece of shit and I'm gonna make this weird piece of shit movie. Right. And I, I mean, just saying like hypothetically, just mm-hmm. like the, the chaos that he portrays himself in his films, you would, he's like, okay, either that's who I really am or that's just a character I like to be. But when you see this guy and you Google him, you're like, that, that guy's got some motherfucking demons. Oh, yeah, he's got some yeah. issues. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's like still he alive. He might have done right? a little bit he's, too much. He, yes, yeah, he he's, still, he's still around. He yeah. just had his birthday, I wanna say, like last week or the week before. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, like, yeah, I really don't remember. It's like December twenty third or something like that. It's a few days before Christmas or after Christmas. It's like fifty, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, he was nineteen when they did Kids. That was ninety five. So ten, fifteen. I'll get the average. Yeah, he is he's fifty. Forty six. Yeah, he's. He was years oh. Older than me. His birthday was January 4th. Okay. So you said a little bit before, a little bit after. So yeah, I guess you were close. <laughs> Guestimate. Um, we haven't discussed it about what we're going to do next week. Yeah. So this kind of depends to a certain extent on your schedule because I think we want to do Dead Alive. The brain dead movie. The fucking the gory one. I should be able to do next weekend. Yeah. Have you seen that? Not that one. I've heard about it. Okay. Um... You want to shoot for brain dead? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you want to do it? Okay. okay. Then let's shoot for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then if we're doing that one next week, I think we should follow it up the next week with uh, Tokyo Gore. I would love, because I haven't seen either of those films and going to something, I think is a good transition from kind of somber, like hyper. Oh, yeah, this has been a rough month on movies. We've been, <laughs> yeah, this has kind of been like our hyper, okay, this has been like our awareness month of just how real life can be and how fucked up it can be and how shit that <laughs> Welcome you see. to the new year. This yeah, is what exactly. life is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, keep in mind that uh, the last couple of years have been chaos, but at the same time, all of this shit that you see in the media, these films perfectly depict how life really is and to a certain extent is is pretty fucking people need to see yeah. this kind of stuff and, and just be aware that sometimes the movies are kind of being hidden in plain sight oh, these yeah. are truths and th- that's what's crazy is a lot of them have been based off of true stories too mm-hmm. that we've been doing so it's not like it's just like oh this fictitious it's like no, this is this is fucking real proverbially sometimes you gotta touch grass mm-hmm. right <laughs> and so I think going from that to just yeah let's get gory was gonna be badass yeah so mm-hmm. I think I think the next two episodes are going to be fun. Like, like I said, this month has been fucking rough. Between doing Kids, The Girl Next Door. Oh, God, Requiem, too. Requiem, and then like 13. Yeah. Like, when I said we were starting off a somber 23, we definitely did it. Yeah. But I think, like... They've been fun, though. I've enjoyed I think them. this was a good one to end on, because this, I think, is more comedic. Mm-hmm. than any of the other ones that we did for January. Yeah. Uh, again, as Ryan said in the beginning, like we were so fucking pumped to, you know, have the downloads just accelerate as quickly as they have. So again, thank you guys so much for fucking listening. Um, these are a blast and, and I, I love that we've been able to do these and kind of keep going and expand it. And now we've got some other voices kind of starting to show up and it's just, it's fucking, it's fun and exciting to be able to share this with other people and Absolutely. have other people who, who do it's kind of like 
listen to us do our shit. Um, so again, thank you all uh, for listening and uh, catch you next time. That was fun, guys. Have to do it again here soon. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, this uh, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the movie. I, I like that I was able to uh, to come today. It, it, I I didn't know what it was coming into it and coming out of it. I I definitely have an appreciation for several several viewpoints on it, and I like that. And then talking about it afterwards is a phenomenal experience. So thank you. It's like a book club. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucked up. Jesus, yeah. book club. That's kind of what it is. <laughs> um, all righty. Talk with you guys later. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank uh, Cameron and Jesse for joining us. And anytime, like, some of the best podcasts we have is when we have more than just me and Seth bantering back and forth. We could do that for hours. We really but could. But when you have <laughs> more voices out there, it's more viewpoints and yeah. somebody might see something that you didn't see. So I o- always push to have as many, many voices on this as possible. Yeah. I know damn well. None of us would have had the point of view that fucking Cameron had in the very beginning. Like there's just no way I don't right. think we ever would have came yeah. to that fucking right. in depth. And I was like, yes, Cameron beat Cameron doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, so continue to listen and definitely tune in next week when we discuss Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead. And as always, till next time, kitties. Thank you for listening to this, the Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your time. to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts. May not reflect the view.